guys, welcome to another episode of Run, Thrive, Survive, where we are here to run our lives and not let life run us. I'm Sierra, your host, and honestly, good morning, you guys. I'm sitting here drinking some Dutch Bros coffee, really excited to get another podcast out. Um, if you've been listening for the past four years, first off, I love you guys. I'm sorry that I took you know, three or four months off, but it, it was eye-opening. I think you've heard my other podcasts. But we are back here every single Friday, drinking some coffee, waking up and getting our runs in because I know you probably have a uh, long run in going into the weekend. I was thinking a lot about what I wanted to talk about today because there's there's been a lot of things that have come up with runners and I love hearing the conversations. I love hearing what you guys are going through and what you're dealing with. And I think one of the big things I want to talk about today is change. Oh, ew, that word change sucks. And how change as a runner um, or change for a runner it can ch- or running can either help promote change or it can help deal with change. And either side of the spectrum that you're on, it's going to happen either way, right? Like the one constant we have in life is change. And some of us really do not like change. You may feel, and this is you're not alone if you feel like when things change for you, it becomes the end of the world. Sometimes there's a few of us that have a really, really, really hard time adjusting to new things. And when that happens, what do you do? You most likely feel chaotic. You lose all sense of yourself. Maybe you lose sense of time. Maybe you're just like absolutely losing sense of anything that's going on with you and you're just panicking and everything stops and the world stops. Or there's some of you that are like, I get bored on a daily basis where nothing's ever the same. It's always constantly changing and I absolutely love it. There's two sides of the spectrum. And then there's some of us like kind of right in the middle where we're like, eh, don't really like change, kind of really like my own routine, but you know what? I'm not going to oppose change, but it's also going to feel super uncomfortable. You know, that's, that's where a lot of us kind of want to be, but it doesn't always happen that way. But I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give some examples of how to make that adjustment because you're talking to somebody that went from the, if anything changes, my whole life is ending to nothing's ever constant. And I have no routines to somebody that has finally got it back into the middle. And I used running to do that. So a few years ago, and some of you may know this too, if you've been here for a long time, I had a, um, it was called Evo Active. I kind of dissolved that and I'm turning it into um, a whole different company out here in Utah just because moving from Florida to Utah, I had to. Um, but it was focused on an anchor. Okay. I always saw workouts as my anchor. So let me give you a story. When I was little, I was that person, I was that child that hated change. I would flip out. I got homesick. I hated traveling. I hated anything changing. I had a routine. I went to bed at 9 or 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. It freaked me out that these kids at school were telling me they would stay up late and watch movies. Nope. I had a strict routine, extremely strict. I controlled everything in my life. And I always thought, I don't know why people feel chaotic because I'm in such control of my schedule and my life. And like my parents kind of like let me be super independent. I was the only child. I never understood chaos until I moved to Florida. So interesting enough, that type of mentality, that very strict, um, strict scheduling, controlling, 
personality that I had actually led me to have an eating disorder. And that's very common. That is super common because I felt everything around me started to become out of control. Very chaotic when I moved to Florida. I lost my routine. It was a different environment from New Mexico. I mean, there was just chaos everywhere. So instead of controlling my routine because I wanted to go to the beach, I wanted to, I had to go to school, like there's all these different things I had to do. I started restricting my eating. I didn't know how to deal with those emotions of change. I didn't. I didn't even know what they felt like. I didn't even know what was going on. It was just pure anxiety and chaos for me. And I didn't even know how to explain that because I was, I was 15, 16 years old. None of us know our emotions at 15 or 16. I feel like they're trying to now, but it's still like the emotional rec- emotional recognition is still not fully there when you're that young. And I, I, I guess created an eating disorder for myself and I ended up in the hospital And then I realized something there. And I remember this. I remember sitting there thinking, you know, I wish somebody would have been there to talk to me about change because they kept saying this eating disorder is because of a lack of control. There's something else in your life that you're not controlling. And all I could remember thinking is that's everything. Like I'm not, I can't control anything in my life right now. Like everything is out of control. And I just knew that I'm not going to eat meat and I'm just going to eat yogurt and fruit. And that led to being anemic, which is really stupid, but it happened. Um, and so from there, I realized, okay, well, I'm horrible with change. I know I've always been horrible with change. I had to be honest with myself. That was probably the only thing I was ever honest with myself about was I'm horrible with change. And I had, I had this habit of running. I ran about seven miles every single day when I was anemic. It was really rough. Um, and I knew I had to kind of pull myself back and keep running. I didn't want the doctors to freak me out because they told me I shouldn't run for another six or seven months. I was running within a month. It was fine. And I had to somehow mold running into be my constant that I can control. And it goes two ways, right? So here we are on the very strict side of I have to run certain amount of miles every single day of my life or nothing's ever going to work. And then there's, I run when I feel like it. And you might be on one or either of those spectrums. Maybe you're on one of or either of those spectrums when it comes to workouts. But again, the healthiest form of a routine is somewhere in the middle of that. You want to be strict enough where you do it, but you don't want to be so strict that it becomes an obsession that is is running your life and you're not able to make decisions outside of it. And that's where I was with food. So I kind of went on this journey of making running that anchor. And I'm going to tell you right now, let's flash forward to the pandemic, which is about six years after that incident that happened and landed me in the hospital. Well, no, probably about five, five or six years. Yeah, six years um, past it. And I was a little bit better with dealing with change. I had a lot of things changing. I was going to college. I was working all these different jobs. Like my schedule was routinely changing, but I always knew I could get up in the morning and I could go for a run. I could go for a run. I'd come home. I'd do my morning routine and I would start my day. That was my constant. I didn't have to restrict my food. I actually got past that, which I think is going to be a whole different podcast for runners on seeing food because it's so hard. And I have, I get it, but I didn't want I didn't want to use that as something I can can control. But I could control if I woke up, ran, 
did my little morning routine. And then, you know, whatever the day throws at me, I was able to overcome. So this is how, as a runner, you should use running as a constant. Now, if you're using running as an obsession and a way to cope, you can use running as a therapy coping method, but you shouldn't use it as an avoidant obsession, if that makes any sense for you listening. Let me try to explain that a little bit more. If you're using it as something where, okay, you're at work and you're almost panicking because you haven't run today. And okay, we have a little bit of panic where we think, oh, I have to run after work today. It's going to suck, but I need to do it. And you have to fixate on it. But if you are not able to work, if you are not able to do your day-to-day things without thinking I'm fat and I have to run, like there is something going on. There's something deeper. There's a sense of control that you've lost. So you have to kind of pull it back in and think, how can I set up a routine where it feels like I have control over my running, but it's also healthy at the same time. I'm going to tell you right now, when you are able to actually make a constant in your life, you are able to move forward. You are able to deal with the chaos and you have to make it a healthy constant, not an obsessive constant where you can't function in your day-to-day life because I'm going to flash forward another couple years. And so 2020 happened, chaos happened, but running really I never felt chaotic during 2020 because I was still running. Some people, that's when they picked it up running because it was a coping mechanism. But I always felt like no matter what, I traveled a lot. I was always going to run. And as long as I ran, I felt fine. The feelings, those anxious feelings, I was able to deal with them. I was able to deal with those feelings of change and emotions of change because I was running. And then in 2022, I actually realized I had to reestablish that habit of running. I had established it out in Florida. And then you have to use it as another change mechanism because I moved out here to Salt Lake City. And Salt Lake City was a very wild change for me. And what happened there was I actually gave up running. Not really gave it up, but I got frustrated. I got frustrated that my constant was not very good out here. I was experiencing hills in altitude, very different from Florida. And I became discouraged. And I lost that constant that I had in my life. So here I am trying to deal with change and I'm dealing with it very, very, very poorly, very poorly. Oh my God, you guys, the stories I have about Salt Lake City, I just dealt with it so poorly probably for the first year. And I'm at like a year and and like eight months now. So like eight, the past eight months, I've maybe finally gotten my crap together. But the first year out here was just chaos. I wasn't running. I wasn't really working out. I wasn't eating properly. I mean, I was feeling sick all the time. I was getting sick all the time. It was chaos. And that's when I noticed again, my constant, my stronghold of workouts and running, something that allowed me to process my emotions, something that allowed me to process the feelings and feel grounded in where I am at. And that routine I had, I was trying to restrict my eating instead. I was trying to, you know, I was honestly fighting with a lot of different people because I was trying to control the situation in so many different ways, not realizing I needed to take those steps back, go back to my routine, control what my body and I can do in the mornings to set us up, set ourselves up for success in the chaos of the day. Because no matter what happens, you guys, days are probably going to be chaotic. I also believe this is why you you have to get workouts done in the morning. Now, is it always going to happen in the morning? No. Last night I had to work out last night. Yeah. Yesterday I had to work out last night because I missed the morning. I had to sleep in. I was just tired. Sometimes you're tired, but you've also had that stronghold knowing 
It was chaotic. It's going to calm you down. It's going to allow you to process the emotions of the day. And boy, was yesterday a chaotic day. And it really helped me process them last night. So try to establish that routine, those workouts, those that running as a way to process your emotions, not as an avoidant. I'm not thinking about life coping mechanism. We don't want to avoid the feelings. We want to process them, make it a constant in our lives. So when change comes up, when chaos comes up, we can deal with it. It is going to help you immensely if you start noticing emotions while you're working out, while you're running. And I know it sounds so therapy, like woohoo type of deal, but I'm going to tell you running is therapy. It just can't be an avoidant task that we do. And if you're able to do that, I promise you, you're going to, one, see a lot more grounding in your running, connecting with your body, and you're going to be able to perform better. That we're going to go over in a whole different podcast because that is such a fun thing to talk about. But right now, you want to establish exercise and running as your constant. And if you can do that, it becomes your routine. It becomes your habit. It becomes actually stronger than that because it is what you need to do for your mental and your physical health. So you guys, if you like today's podcast, Please share it with a few friends. Our goal this year is to grow this podcast as big as we can in a year. I don't know. I got to I got to get some numeric goals here. I'm I'm good with numeric goals until I'm not. But please share it with your friends, especially if they're trying to get into um you know, health and fitness. Maybe it's their year that they're like, I'm taking back that power. I'm going to bring it back to me and I'm going to allow myself to grow mentally and physically. If they're on that journey, if you're on that journey, share it with them. Make sure you grow your community as well as yourself because if others around you level up, you're going to level up too. And this isn't going to be a lot of that. I don't, God, I'm trying to think that, that jock guy, you can do it, motivation, get up and forget about it type of stuff. No, this is this is really deeply rooted in how our mind works and how our mind connects with our body and how that can all come together. So you guys, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I'll be back here again next Friday with another podcast. I'm actually trying to get... I really want to get my doctor on the podcast because we did some really cool blood work. And I think it's something that everyone should do, but no doctors order it unless you ask them to, or unless you have a really freaking awesome doctor like I do. And I want to have him on because there's so many things with my blood work that he, you know, he kept going back to, you know, because you're an endurance athlete, we want to see this higher and this is how you're going to get there. Right. And I want him to go through mine. And I, I, I'm rambling on, but it's going to be such a fun podcast if I can get that. And it's going to be so informational for you guys because this guy's incredible. So you guys get out there, run your lives before life runs you. I'll see you guys next week.